Since 1971, Beautio Books has specialized in ornithology and natural history. They're a small, family-owned and operated mail-order bookstore with the largest selection of new, used, and rare birding and ornithology books in the world and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Find field guides, travel guides, ornithology, natural history, humor, even children's books to inspire the next generation's love of nature. Visit beautyobooks.com to find everything you're looking for, and ABA members receive 10% off. Hello and welcome to the American Birding Podcast from the American Birding Association. I am your host, Nate Swick. We are coming ever closer to the official Bird of the Year reveal party at Triple Bottom Brewing in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Cradle of American ornithology. The city, not necessarily the brewery, though that part remains to be seen. We'll see how how things go in a couple weeks. You can be part of that legacy in a small, mostly fun way that gets you off the fence at all. Here are some updates about our exciting Bird of the Year reveal party. If you are coming from out of town, you can get a special deal at the Philadelphia Best Western Convention Center. It is a short walk to the event space. That is where I will be staying. We will have music. Matthew Halley, former podcast guest and also working musician. That actually ties into what I'm going to talk about in this episode, but I'm getting ahead of myself. And here's another update. Uh, We are requiring all participants to be fully vaccinated. If that makes you feel a little safer about attending such an event, uh, there you have it. It will be ABA policy for events and camps going forward now that that uh, miracle vaccine is widely and freely accessible. There'll be food. There will be beverages. There will be bird talk. You can get all the information you want at aba.org slash bird of the year. I am excited to be there. I think it will be a great time. I hope if you are a Philly area birder that you will be able to join us too. On the show this week, there are a surprising number of birders who are also musicians, not just Matthew Halley. Does birding inspire music? Do musicians have a tendency to appreciate nature more? I, I don't know, but it's fun to talk about. Recording artist Stephanie Seymour, whose album There Are Birds came out in 2019, is a pioneer of bird rock. That's what I'm calling it. She joins me to talk about her album, her process, and her birding, all after this week's Rare Birds. This is your Rare Bird Focus for the end of November, beginning of December 2021. Christmas bird count season is around the corner, and as you might expect, thousands of birders getting out and covering parts of their local communities in ways that they don't. The other 51 weeks of the year does produce a nice bump in rare bird sightings, but we are in the calm before the storm, as it were, this week, with only a handful of rare birds to report. Newfoundland, technically the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, adds a new bird this week, a Eurasian collared dove at Port Basque on the southwestern tip of the island of Newfoundland is a provincial first, but not an unexpected one, as records of this species had been piling up in Nova Scotia and Quebec for years. The species has famously been expanding across the continent for decades, ever since 50-odd individuals escaped captivity in Nassau, Bahamas in 1974. From then they hit Florida, and from there the rest of the North American continent. Before this Newfoundland record, the province was only one of three jurisdictions in the ABA area that had not yet recorded Eurasian collar dove. The last two, so far as I can tell, are Prince Edward Island and Nunavut. I have to think PEI is imminent as the Newfoundland bird did skip over it. But Nunavut could be a bit of a wait. The closest bird is one from central Manitoba. 
uh, but comes from last year. So who knows? Pigeons and doves are famously great dispersers. It is also a great time for vagrant flycatchers, and a number of notable kingbirds have turned up around the U.S. This week, a couple different tropical kingbirds were seen in Massachusetts, one in Essex County, and one on the Cape. And great kingbirds were found this week in Staten Island, New York, and York County, Maine. Those are the highlights of the rare bird world this week. If you want the entire roundup, check out the Rare Bird Alert on Fridays at aba.org slash rba, or get those rarities as soon as they happen. Join the ABA Rare Bird Alert on Facebook. I've mentioned in other episodes about how the intersection of birding and music uh, interests me. In my time in the birding world, I've been amazed that so many people combine those two interests. One of those people is Stephanie Seymour. Uh, as a birder, she explores the birds around her home in northern New Jersey. And as a musician, she has a long career as a drummer and singer in a number of bands. In 2019, she combined those worlds with her self-produced album, There Are Birds. Uh, and just as a note, she will be featured in an upcoming issue of the ABA's Birding Magazine early next year. I'm pleased to welcome her here today. Welcome, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, Nate. I'm so happy to be here. I totally am. <laughs> oh, great. Super. Um, so yeah, let's, let's just jump right into it. Um, what came first for you, music or birding? Oh, definitely music. Yeah. Um, I didn't even start birding until I think it was like 2004. Mm -hmm. So I, I was a musician from, I mean, when I was really little, I played like clarinet, whatever, yeah. until like maybe eighth grade or something. But I really got into music when I was 15 and I started playing drums. I saw the, uh, I saw the go-go's and the police and I was like, that's it. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, dream. So yeah, that's when I started playing and was in bands in high school and stuff. But then yeah. I got, well, when I went to, um, college, I went to NYU, I kind of stopped playing for a little while there, but. I began um, playing drums again because a band called the Aquanetas, who I eventually joined, they they were looking for a drummer, and I so mm -hmm. I sort of got back into it. <laughs> yeah, and and the the rest is, I mean, yeah. you've been doing that since then. That yes. was the that was the the end or the beginning or whichever one it is yeah. for you. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, the, I when I got into birding, which was kind of a sudden thing, also in two thousand four, I. Um, I definitely stopped playing music as much. And there was a period, I, I would think maybe it was like six or seven or eight years even that I just really was bird watching so obsessively that, mm -hmm. to, that I couldn't even like fit, you know, rehearsals and going yeah. to play at, huh. out in clubs, right? Because you're there till two in the morning and then get up at like six in the morning to, to bird watch. You know, I've actually wondered about that in, in my... I enjoy going out to shows at night. And as I get older, the, like the 10 o'clock start times become yeah. a little bit difficult to handle. I can't imagine if you were like a birder and a musician, like yeah. you're very much would be very much burning the candle at both ends. Oh, totally. trying to like the travel is very appealing. Like you get to travel around the country and, and potentially intersect with lots of great birding opportunities. But like, do you have yeah. the energy for that sort of thing? No, no. And I definitely <laughs> didn't, especially like in 2004, as I was, ruined, you know, kind a of... dream for me, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Nate, sorry. <laughs> no. So I, um, but you know, in a way it didn't, I didn't, it wasn't something that I was like, Oh man, I really miss music because mm -hmm. I was so into birds and I still yeah. am, but I just, I'm so glad I kind of find a way, found a way to, hook those two passions up together you know yeah. with that with the there are birds album finally i mean i had started playing music way before then um I, that was a 2019 release right but i had started mm -hmm. getting back into music probably a good five years before that yeah so how did, how did you find birding what is your your birding origin story <laughs> 
Well, uh, when my husband and I got married, I, I moved in from New York city. You know, he owned a house in New Jersey. So I moved to Englewood and, uh, I was kind of like at first, like, wow, I can't believe I'm not living in New York city. This is like insane. Like <laughs> I'm in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? But, um, I don't know why, but I was searching for something online and I just, I, I came upon the Christmas bird count and thought about mm, Christmas mm-hmm. bird count. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go out and just count birds in my neighborhoods. Like I didn't know anything about count circles or, you know, you had to join, you know? So I just went out with a cheap pair of binoculars and I was like, I can't even ID a house sparrow. Like I know they're here, <laughs> but you know, and, and I got a Peterson guy the next day and I just studied that. And I went out and I was like, Oh, I can ID a house sparrow now. And, and seriously, like that was my spark for a house sparrow. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I know some people here at the AVA, Ted Floyd in particular, is a mm-hmm. big fan of house sparrows, you know, as a spark bird, as a bird yeah. that can get you interested in a lot of really cool things that, that birds do. Yeah. I mean, then, of course, I don't know. I can't explain why it ignited that passion in me, that, that feeling of like, I have to now know what every bird is, but it yeah, did. No, I, that's that's very common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly where you're, where you're going yeah. with that. Um, did you ever think that you would be able to incorporate that interest into your work as a musician? I honestly never thought about it. You yeah. know, it didn't uh, occur to me. Uh, you know, because you know, when you, you know, you hear songs with birds referenced in them, or like, everybody knows, you know, Blackbird singing mm-hmm. in the dead of night. Or whatever. But that, it's just t- to me, like, it, making them come together, it didn't even occur to me. I mean, it was a sort of a, an inspirational moment when when I realized I could. I was sitting, just sitting on my couch, and and the words to Ruby Crown King like came th- into my head mm-hmm. out of the blue, like just boom, pulling it down out of the blue, and the the melody too. And then I was like, oh, okay, hold on, <laughs> yeah. I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, and then that was like, I'm gonna write a a bird album, a song about, I mean, an album about birds. Did you have like other songs that you had written before or snippets of songs that maybe weren't about birds that you were sort of able to find a way to incorporate birds into? Because That's a the, great question. Well, it, you know, it no feels one's like, ever asked me that. Oh, well, it feels like the album feels like to me, um, like there are some songs that are explicitly about yeah. birds. And there, and there are some songs that are sort of about other I, kind of human-y things. I love your question. And okay, birds because... are the vehicle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, really, most of them were specifically for that album. And there was nothing really, not really older material, mm-hmm. but two instances. There was one thing where I had the idea for Black Throated Blue Warbler and I had the, uh-huh. cor- the chorus was in my head. But I was like, I don't, I can't get the verses. I just can't get them. And I, you know, whipped out this huge book that I have, which is a notebook of all, all lyrics, right? Just, you know, um, and I was flipping through. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe how much 
Oh, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> okay. I can, I can, I can beep it. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe how much bad lyrics I have. <laughs> and that no wonder these never got made into songs. But then I came upon this one and I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing how this is totally fitting with Black Throat of Blues. So yeah. the verses are all stuff that I had from a, from just some old song that never made it anywhere. The flowers died, the fall crept in, the pumpkin stared with crooked grins, the mountain colors glowed magnificent. Black-throated blue, it's time for you to make another Also, migration is over is like another instance where I was, I had been, you know, I was going to Central Park to bird watch, especially in spring. And I as, loved, as one does as in one that does. part of the country, <laughs> seeing all my peeps in the city, you know, and I, <laughs> I had been walking around one late May there and just was, you know, there was no birds there, but like <laughs> there was 10 million birders and we we're just like all staring <laughs> at each other like there's a robin. And so I had this kind of funny little thing going through my head about uh, how, how, you know, of that experience. And so I had that years before, you know, maybe like five or six years before the album. And mm-hmm. I kept telling my friend, Chris Cooper, like, I've got this idea for this, this song. And I, and I was just like, what am I ever going to do the, with this one song? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, and then, you know, so that was really the only song on Migration Is Over was the only song that was sort of bird inspired from a previous, you know, time right. that made it onto the album. When there are more birders than there are birds, it's feels like birds are and maybe this is just me talking because i'm so into the world of birds but it feels Mm -hmm. like there are opportunities there when you think about the lives of birds to talk about things that are that are sort of universal right so you know that you've got a few songs in the album that are sort of like that um you know northern mockingbird Mm -hmm. not trying to be heard yeah, that's actually a actually that's a political like that's my own political song that no I never really would would say what I was thinking about but yeah using that the bird mm-hmm. as almost like a, a metaphor to tell yeah this. yeah yeah and and you know, very yeah. um yeah which opens the album sort of about I don't know you have a short time with a person or a thing or whatever and sort of enjoying what you have when you have it um th- these things are like bird related but sort of, I don't know maybe like bird adjacent right mm-hmm. but you can use these birds to kind of talk about you know, veins that you might mine in a more traditional album. I'm glad that's interesting that you um, interpreted Viri that I love that you did, because, you know, honestly, that is just simply about me sitting down and talking to a Viri at Flat Rock Nature (laughs) Center. But I, but you're right, because you can listen to, and you know, people do that with, with music, like they make, you make it personal or you make it general and whatever you do, you do it to you, that's the way you interpret a, a song. Yeah. You know, birds in some ways are, are so ephemeral and some of the times, especially migratory birds that we spend with them are so short and you look yes. forward to it and then it's over like in a week <laughs> and then you, it really forces you to be present in a way that, I don't know, I think is really useful for just general living, right? I think you're so, <laughs> so right. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I mean, it, it definitely teaches you to be in the moment and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm certainly not that kind of person, so 
<laughs> I, I'm glad. I think to we'd all have, be better at that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's taught me to try to be more like that at least, you know? Surrounding flat rock, flat rock, where solid tanagers show off. A reddish thrush is stalking under some trees, where I'm expecting us to meet. I think that it does is also just has an effect on, like you're saying, I mean, it has an effect on your emotions and your, your, it, it relaxes me, you know, mm-hmm. it calms me down and, and it lets me, um, be open to the idea of, or open to like, just your consciousness is more open and you can yeah. like sort of accept more ideas in and oh, that's totally. where songs come from. Right. I know and, exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a songwriter, but I, you know, mm-hmm. anyone who does like creative stuff, creative yes writing creative whatever anything like knows that there's this sort of zen mind clearing space that you want to get to when you're just like things come to you that's why so many you know people talk about ideas coming to them in the shower or whatever when you're not thinking about anything else i think birding is just so good for that like i can find myself getting there easier and when i'm birding much much better yes because you aren't you're not like oh i've got to do this i'm going shopping Mm -hmm. i'm doing this i'm working and you're you're just sitting there I mean, for me, most of the time, it's sitting on my deck, hawk watching, and then mm-hmm. I'll just get an idea and I'll like sing it into my phone, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm obsessed about? I don't know if we're this. No, please. Let's take some tangents. I'm obsessed <laughs> about because <laughs> I can't stop thinking about watching and just obsessing about the Beatles Get Back documentary. Have you okay. Seen? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've been watching that as well. I mean, I know this isn't like Paul McCartney sitting outside in nature or anything, but like, you know how he's just sitting there and he starts strumming and all of yes. a sudden get back. There's yeah. get back. Exactly. That moment is just so wild. Yeah. So you're, wild. Just, you're watching the creative process in real time. You can just like see yes. it getting there closer and closer and closer. Yes. If anyone who's listening has not seen the the Get Back <sighs> Beatles documentary, it is, is worth it. You don't even have to be a Beatles fan. No. Um, but they're such a huge part of the you know, our culture that it's, it's, you, there's a lot of cool stuff there. I mean, he does the anyway, same thing sitting yeah. there with let it be. He's the same yeah. thing is happening. It's just coming out of him, you know, that, so that's not that I'm sitting here writing next, let it be, <laughs> but I mean, it helps you channel your, you know, ideas and stuff when you have a clear mind. For sure. For sure. I think there are some ideas that are kind of very specific to birding that I just find really interesting uh that I, you sort of touch on in in the album in a couple of the songs i, I really like uh northern lapwing um because it's um i know it's it touches on this idea that birds exist in this reality that is completely separate from the reality that most yeah. people live in um <laughs> you, you talk about like no one has any idea that these yeah. birds are here that have traveled so far this sort of amazing thing yes um, it, it gets to one of the things i really love about birding I love it too. And it, and it is, um, it sort of goes back to when I first started bird watching too. Cause when mm-hmm. I, when I did, I was like, I can't believe this has been all around me. And I just, never oh, noticed yeah. It. yeah. So I do write about that. So that song, first of all, thank you. I'm, I, that's my favorite song on the record. I think. Oh, right on. 
<clears throat> I really modeled that specifically as like a car- a carpenter's kind of mm-hmm, sound. I mm-hmm. really wanted that. And I was so proud when it like just all came together. But yeah, the lyrics are are about going to see the the three lapwings that, you know, landed in New Egypt, New Jersey. I don't know how many years ago now. Seven, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like 2000. I it's, it's been a shockingly a long time. I remember because yeah. one of them made it down to North Carolina and I saw that bird as well. Oh, cool. oh, I remember because it was my son was like one year old and I woke him up from a nap to go twitch <laughs> that bird. <laughs> I so just now- put him down and then I get the email. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I got to go chase this bird. So I woke him up and threw him in the back of the car and we drove up and saw it. Um, so it was, so he's 12 now. So that was, it was about 10 years ago. Oh yeah. my goodness. 2012, Where- I think. Wow. Okay. Longer yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about time flying. But yep. um, so yes, the lyrics are, I wrote, I wrote about that. And then I, I, cause I was remembering driving down, like so psyched to be going to see mm, these mm-hmm. birds. And then I was also thinking like these people um, next to me on the highway, they don't have any no idea, idea. W- idea where I'm going or what I'm doing. And they're just like, eh, I'm going to work or whatever, but like lap wings are over there. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, this bird from another continent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heading down to New Egypt Where farmers wonder why So many people have appeared On muddy roads that are never clear Have you just like uh mention another song from the album mm-hmm. that i really liked just some ideas um the yellow yellow-headed blackbird about the idea of yeah. learning to identify birds for the first time these are these are concepts that i know that a lot of birders are sort of familiar with um i just am really struck by the universality of these mm-hmm. ideas and how they're kind of put in sort of a meaningful way mm-hmm. i you know music has a way of like fostering these connections and fostering these these yes. ideas and making you realize that you're you're not by yourself in these sort of feeling these emotions and feeling these um yeah. experiences and, and 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 it's just really um really nice to know that a lot of other people are are feeling the same thing that you are when you when you experience these things. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, seeing a seeing a bird or ide- whether it's, you know, being able to identify a bird that you do see here and there or just you know, seeing a bird for the first time and knowing what it is and you were looking for that bird mm-hmm. and the excitement and the fact that pe- that we're all kind of sharing that excitement and um, learning process too. I feel like yeah. it's, you know, uh, you know, there's always something to learn from birding, right? There's, you can, you can pick so many aspects of it too. Um, you know, if you study bird song, if you study uh feather you know plumage whatever mm-hmm. I, I, there's there's just many so many aspects of it too that i think are is really cool to think about i i just personally am more in it for the fun of seeing the beautiful birds really mm-hmm. I, I at its core yeah. i try to learn more things about it you know like like feather plumage and all that feather plumage that's totally not what i'm trying to say <laughs> like you know the molts and all these things yeah. like i yeah. can't process a lot of that information <laughs> i think but i try <laughs> do you find it easier to process that sort of thing through like working out the lyrics and melody of a song than you might otherwise i i never thought of that i don't think so because i yeah. don't i don't think i ever really thought of it in that way 
I, I feel like it's just to me a repetitive thing. Like if I mm. see, you know, that's kind of how birdsong came to me. You know, a lot yeah. of people would assume that, you know, if you're a musician, you're, you're good at birdsong, you, you, <laughs> but I wasn't, you know, I couldn't get it. And it was just, I'm just t- wanting to tell you as an aside, as I'm looking out my window, there's like <laughs> 700 grackles going by. Oh, nice. <laughs> I wish I had a better window. Whoa. By my <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I totally don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Got distracted by graggles. Yeah, that happened. Oh no, I was talking about birdsong. Um, that like, w- it, it just sort of clicked for me one season. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, it was like, I couldn't understand the language. I couldn't understand the language. And then all of a sudden I understood a language, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, or looking, it's like looking at a puzzle that's all over the floor. And then all of a sudden the puzzles together, you know? Yeah. I don't know why, but that's how it is with me with learning stuff like that. So, Do you take any inspiration from bird songs in terms of melody? Have you ever mm-hmm. uh, taken a bird song and then kind of figure, I, sometimes bird songs are sort of disjointed and disjunct and not, maybe don't make great music in a kind of, kind of conventional human way. But uh, yeah. is there any inspiration? You know, obviously the most famous one is Mozart listening to his starling singing and yeah using the melody but do you have you ever done that as well i haven't i yeah. haven't but now you've given me an idea <laughs> <laughs> you can find it. we're gonna see a ruby maybe... crown kinglet worked into a pop song <laughs> you and me are gonna collaborate on something i can feel it <laughs> have you ever done that or no no I'm, I'm not much of a songwriter i i play I play music, like I've played mm-hmm. guitar for a long time and, you know, stringed instruments and whatnot. But, um, yeah. you know, I've, I've never, never really taken a crack at songwriting. It's a, it's a, it's a black box that I've never been able to really figure out. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. You play though. So yeah, but maybe now you can have that idea in your head. Of, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. So you know, why do you think that there are so many birder slash musicians do you think there's mm-hmm. something about being a musician that makes you especially keen to in an interest in birds i have thought about that and i mm-hmm. like I, I i often wonder the same thing because i just off the top of my head can think of like five there's people a i ton know of them. i mean yeah. ton, you know right yeah there's not and not only musicians but people who draw or paint yeah. or sculpt or yeah, yeah. uh you know are inspired by it creatively in some way by birds and by nature uh I don't, I don't know if there's some, you know, something in it creatively in an, in an artistic person Mm -hmm. that might draw them in some way. I mean, just look over time, people have been inspired by nature, right? It it causes creativity. I don't, maybe there's no mystery to it. It's just that, oh my gosh, nature and birds and how cool is that? And then you want to express yourself in some way. I think what we were talking about before, though, and and how it also keeps you calm and 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 opens your mind. Yeah. That's a, probably another thing uh, that is that connects people. Do you think you have more to say about birds in a future mm-hmm. album? Is, 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 like, is bird they? rock ready to blow up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are like, where are there are birds too? And I don't know. I mean, it's like I feel like I did it. I don't know. I right, did what? Right. <laughs> what do you want from me, people? No. <laughs> The sequel, the sequel always feels like it is necessarily, you know, pales to the to the original. Yeah, come on. I mean, didn't every, anyone see Exorcist Part Two? Like, That's it didn't right. work, That's you know. Right. <laughs> but um, 
I don't know. I can't say. I can't answer that for sure. Then the people are like, what about there are bats or whatever? So there might be, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Our bats really is inspiring as birds. They're less colorful for starters. <laughs> and they're harder to see. <laughs> they are. So I don't know. I do have... <clears throat> I mean, I have a total non-bird related song coming out in January, so I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you got it out. That's the important thing. It's yeah, out there. It's out there for the world to hear. <laughs> Stephanie Seymour is a birder and musician living in New Jersey. Her la- last album, There Are Birds, is available on Bandcamp. There'll be a, a link there in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for for chatting with me stephanie and uh good luck uh good luck going forward look forward to seeing what you're what you're gonna come up with next thank you i appreciate it so much this was fun yeah even if it's not there are birds too yeah (laughs) probably won't be The American Birding Podcast is brought to you by the American Birding Association. Support this podcast and all of our free resources for birders by supporting the ABA with membership. There are many benefits. You get magazines, discounts to partners, opportunities to travel with us. And ABA memberships do make great holiday gifts. If you are still looking for one, get information at aba.org slash join. And it is my responsibility to say that we are in the midst of our year-end appeal. So if you want to throw us a few bucks to help support the organization, please consider doing so. You can take care of that at aba.org slash gift. Thank you in advance. I do have some shout outs to make this week to Mark Woodruff of Savannah, Georgia, Brendan Reed of San Diego, California, Toby and Deborah Matthews of Durham, North Carolina, John Corrigan of Kansas City, Missouri, and Doug Daniels of Canandaigua, New York, all of whom recently joined the ABA and noted the podcast as a reason for doing so. Thank you so much. Welcome to the ABA. Technical production is by John Lowry, whose classic rock-themed birding festival called Birding with the Beatles includes sessions like Pish Pish Me and A Hard Day's Nightjar. Additional help comes from David Hartley and Greg Neese, who have rewritten George Harrison's Something to be about a subadult hybrid goal, and help from the perspective of the novice birder who found it on a CBC. You can find us online at aba.org and on social media, most everywhere as American Birding Association, but on Twitter as at ABA. As a young adult, like, like many, I went through my own Beatles mania, but I was extremely disappointed that This Bird Has Flown has literally nothing in the lyrics about the status and distribution of Scandinavian pisids. Especially with a name like Norwegian Woodpecker. Hmm. I've been reading this wrong the whole time, haven't I? Questions, comments can come to podcast.aba.org. I'm Nate Swick. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy. Happy holidays. Till next week. <laughs>